0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to yet another interview here on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, today, I will be speaking with uh, uh lovely and talented Mary Lee Ruin, uh, but first, we take, a little bit of, take care of a little bit of business here. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. You can go to pplmag.com, Pittsburgh's first internet, radio, TV network, and online community magazine and business directory. Uh, you definitely want to check that out. It's a great place for a lot of resources on all kinds of different subjects. And if you're in business, it's definitely the place you want to be to get promoted and get seen. I'd also like to thank MPS Management Group. MTS Management is more than just an artist management company. It's a bona fide rock star in the music industry, specializing in full-service artist management, publicity and promotions, and social media campaigns. MTS Management is on the cutting edge of today's new music business. <clears throat> okay, without further ado, um, we, as I said, we have a Mary Lee Ruin with us today. Mary Lee Ruin has perfected her alternative Americana style in songwriting over the years. Her songs have connected with listeners on a deep level and it's earned her fans throughout the country. A dark, sultry vocals and blues-infused guitar accompaniment have met the perfect pairing on Mary Lee's latest effort. Her new EP, Living Alone, delves into dark Depths and issues that so many have gone through. Her poignant lyrics touch on many topics, yet breathe fluidity as one cohesive piece. Her single, My Friends, blends together a soulful alternative rock sound with the Americana influence storytelling that Mary Lee has been recognized for on her previous releases. Hello, everyone. Welcome to, uh, please welcome, uh, Mary Lee Rowan to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Mary Lee, it's good to have you here today. (laughs)
1: Thank you for having me. i glad <laughs> to be here.
0: <laughs> so um, you are a relatively uh, young artist, uh, just a few records uh, under your belt. How did you, but how did you get started in music?
1: Um, well, it all started, I guess, um, one lonely winter break in high school for me. Um, I mean, I, I guess like all high schoolers, maybe not now, but when I was in high school... <laughs> thought that like being in a band would be cool or learning guitar was cool Um, so one winter break all my friends were like traveling for the holidays and I was just like so alone in my room Um, and my mom had a bunch of classical guitars lying around the house and I decided that it would be a productive way to spend my time to teach myself guitar so it all started there and then I kind of um, stuck with it I was really bad when I was teaching myself but I stuck with it and um was fortunate enough to receive a lot of encouragement along the way and have just been doing it ever since and that was when I was like fifteen, so almost ten years at this point, which is kinda crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um in those uh in those early days, did you start out I mean did you get into like wanting to write songs right away or um did that come a little bit later?
1: Um well, my first performance was at a like school talent show, um, in which I sung an original song, but it wasn't a like serious song, it was like a joke song. Um, so <laughs> what, was it called? Early...
0: what was it called? You have to remember. It
1: was, uh, it was called I'm a Loser, and uh, <laughs> basically. It's definitely my dad's favorite song. He reflects it all the time, um, <laughs> but I haven't I haven't played it in years and years. But basically, the premise is that I'm this like weirdo who's uh, who's so weird that her parents end up writing her a note and telling her that they've abandoned her because she's just such <laughs> a Exactly. I won the talent show, which was pretty crazy. But again, like it wasn't because of my skill. I think I just won over, won over the crowd with a little you, bit of you.
0: Laughter. charmed them. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So let's let's so so when did you um you you uh, you spent some time at Cafe Lena. A little bit later on, and this is where you were, where you sort of like, kind of, really developed, if, if I understand your bio correctly. Now, Cafe Lena, for people that don't know, is a pretty famous uh, folk venue, and uh, the, the most famous person that uh, had a residency there was uh, Robert Zim- Zimmerman, uh, aka, of course, Bob Dylan. Uh, so okay. you were like in good company there. But tell, tell us a little bit about your time there at, at Cafe Lena.
1: Um, well, I didn't start playing the open mic until I was like 17. I didn't, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely didn't feel like I could go and play until I had a little more to show for it as far as my skills on guitar were concerned. Um, and that was like the first venue in which I sung a serious original song,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, And I became a regular there and the community that is at Cafe Lima is a very astoundingly like special in so many ways. Um, they, they, I like, there's like this green room that everybody who's been there for a while will go in the back and like talk while people are sometimes playing and tune up. And, um, I was I was definitely one of the younger regulars and was brought into the older like community and kind of educated in, in a very loving way about how I could improve or like it was just a really um, lovely experience to have and very beneficial as far as how I thought about songwriting and Different ideas on how I could start songs or refine them. Um, so, Cafe Lena was definitely integral to my like trajectory, and um, yeah, that that experience was crucial. <laughs>
0: right, I would imagine so. It was been big crucial for a lot of people uh, to spend time there. Now, I'm trying to get the timeline right. Was it after Cafe Lena that you went to Scotland?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now now what what precipitated the the, uh, the trip to Scotland and what what tell us a little bit about that?
1: Um, I really wanted to <coughs> sorry, I'm recovering from a little bit of a cough. Um I really was eager to uh, take a year off before going to college um and <laughs> travel the you know, travel the world and stuff. And my parents are very much about uh, Alternative forms of like learning, uh, and they and they were very supportive of the idea of me traveling and seeing okay. the world, but they said that the only way that they would let me do that is if I were in some way like affiliated with an institution. Um, so they suggested that I take, you know, maybe like one course at a university, so that I have a network to fall back on. Um, or reach out to in case I had a problem um, so that I wasn't just, like, an American floating around Europe. Yeah,
0: that's actually Which, pretty smart. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
1: They're, you know, they're pretty good. They're pretty smart people. They think a lot.
0: Um, <laughs> Obviously. But
1: that that kind of just, like, I'm in a lot of ways an all-or-nothing kind of person. So what I ended up doing was I just ended up applying as a full-time student to um, – St. Andrews University, uh, and I ended up getting accepted, and my initial plan was to uh, finish my degree there, Um, but I ended up only going for my first year and taking a year off and like figuring out what I wanted to do after that, but uh, school essentially is what... School and like Wanderlust together brought me to Scotland um, and got me like my... Weekly pub gig, my first like legitimate paying gig.
0: Um, oh, neat!
1: Pretty
0: cool. Yeah. Cool. And so you were there for about a year. Yeah, yeah. Now what did you do when you come back? Did you now when did you cut skin and bones?
1: Because that um, was
0: uh, that's your that's the release before Living Alone. Living yeah. Alone, right? I'm saying the names right. Over yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, you got it. Um, The uh, Skin and Bone was released in 2013, which was also uh, the year I ended up graduating from college. But um, when I was taking my year off after my first year of school in Scotland, I actually took time to, like, record a record, um, which was my first record called The Doc. um, And that was in 2011. So I was still traveling a lot. Like, we recorded that album in New Orleans and partly in Saratoga Springs, um, New York. Uh, but skin and bone came out two years after uh, the doc, and then two years before the new EP, which is out now.
0: Doug, <laughs> uh, what's the um, now you've, you, you dove into this uh, thing at fifteen with the, you know playing guitar and starting to write some songs. You 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 take this uh, sort of uh, educational journey at uh, Cafe Lena. You go to Scotland. Um, and uh, you've, you've now you've got three records under your belt. What kind of growth um, have you seen as a uh, as a songwriter, specifically from Skin and Bones to your to your to your new record?
1: Um, I think that I've I've been like trying to consider that a lot lately, and mm-hmm. also in terms of like where I want to go moving forward. And I think the biggest difference between Skin and Bone and Living Alone is that living alone is a lot less apologetic in terms of how the content is delivered. Um, A good example would be uh, in skin and bone. There's a song called coward in which I basically confess how my insecurities and um, like self deprecation kind of like fuel my inability to commit and like find um, like, Lasting and fulfilling relationships, but the song is incredibly poppy and like uh sounds like a very happy song when in, in fact the content is pretty depressing. Um, okay, and Living Alone, as much as I, I don't want to make it sound like it's a downer album because it's, it doesn't drag or anything like that, but I think the uh the method in which the content and the themes are delivered are a lot more serious and they create a more sober tone for the listener. Mm
0: -hmm. I also
1: put a lot more effort into lyrics for the EP. Um, I didn't want to put any like cushioning as far. I didn't want to make an LP, like a full record for the sake of making a full length. Like I really wanted each song to be selected. Um, for lyric, um, lyrical content and like, uh, sophistication as well as like fitting a larger theme. Um, mm-hmm. so I think there, there are a lot more, um, choices, like deliberate, uh, thematic choices, uh, in living alone, whereas skin and bone, although it's like, a. It's a really fun record and it was fun to make. Um, it felt more like a, like a compilation of, okay. of themes, as opposed to like a solid, uh, like a solid Right, I understand what you mean. So,
0: so, so Skin and Bones is like kind of like, okay, these are a bunch of songs I've written, they're pretty good, and I'm going to put them on record. Whereas Living Alone is more focused. These are the sort of themes I want to deal with. This is the overall, you sort of had a plan in your mind of the overall sound you wanted to kind of go for. Is, is that correct then, to say it that way?
1: Definitely. And I think, you, definitely, <clears throat> absolutely. And I think you can hear on Skin and bone there are a lot. there's a lot of experimentation, which um, is cool, uh, but I definitely like the, um, like, thread throughout Living Alone. Um, yeah. So that, I, well, I think those would be the main difference.
0: <laughs> it, it, and as an artist, we want to, as artists, we want to try as many different things as possible. And it's to totally, Skin and Bones is just complete, that's a totally legitimate approach. I mean, it's not like, you know, and, and Living Alone, that's a totally legitimate approach too. And in the next record, you might decide, throw all that out and do something, you know, approach it completely different. So that's the fun thing about being an artist is you can kind of like say, well, there's so many different ways I can do it. I'll do a record like this. I'll do a record like that. Why not? It's my record.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's like the other great thing about um, making music today is that I really do have the liberty to make those choices as like a DIY um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: artist and not having to, I guess, I, I really realized um, with the EP that I didn't owe anybody anything. Like, I didn't owe anyone a candy-coated delivery of mm-hmm. a Sombra theme. So I think um, that kind of opened up a lot of doors for me. I'm excited to make the next record, but I'm also really pleased with this new depth.
0: Of course. Of course. Now, now who worked with you on uh, Living Alone?
1: Um, there were, uh, quite a few people. Um, Jason Brown, uh, produced the record. He also produced Skin and Bone. Um, but the difference this time was we decided to do the record almost entirely live. So I had a really amazing band made up of, uh, James Gasplin, who played bass guitar, uh, Chris Carey, who was on drums. And uh, Mike O'Donnell, who played lead guitar, and we all got into the studio and essentially recorded all of the instrumentals in one day, which is amazing. And they're fa- they're fantastic musicians and also just w- some of the most lovely people you could go to dinner with. Um, mm-hmm. They're really awesome. So we had a lot of fun. And I also had um, Aaron McKeown, uh contribute um, some keys uh, for, like, after, after we recorded all of the live stuff. And she uh, was actually really helpful in some of the songwriting process as well. We lived, like, a few hours away from each other, and uh, I would go over to her house and, like, bounce some ideas off of her, and she would help take me in, like, the right direction or ask the right questions that led to the right answers, I suppose. Um, and then my friend Olivia Quilio, who is a singer-songwriter in Albany, um, sang on the last track of the EP, which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> so I guess it's not that many people. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not like <laughs> it's not like 20 people. It's it's, <laughs> it's a lower number. Um, it's a l-
0: less than 20. Okay, um, so you know the, the music business can be—I mean—can be, I mean, be all-consuming. You know, it can really just—you know—it can be like your whole life. Um, yeah. But is there anything that you like to do? Do you ever have a time when you're not doing music, and what do you kind of like to do, or when you're not doing music?
1: Um, I—I I have so many interests that it's almost like. It's, it's crazy. Um, I, I have a dog, so I love training my dog. She's, we, I just got her, like, three months ago, and we've been working on, like, all sorts of weird tricks, like um, okay. playing. What kind, of dog, you, what
0: kind of dog do you have?
1: She is a rescue. Um, okay. Her name's Gigi. She came with a name. Um, she looks more like a Martha to me, but she, she okay. stuff. Um stuff. She's, she's like a Whippet Labrador mix, um, okay. She's really cuddly, and uh, so I like training her. I also love, like, I, I was just in New York, and I love going to the Brooklyn Museum um, and checking out. I love art. I, I was an art history student when I was in college. Um, and I also, I, I also um, my father, uh, I grew up, and he built pretty much every house that we lived in. He is like very into revitalizing um, and uh, re like making over houses. Um, so I also help him do that um, when I'm not playing guitar and hanging mm-hmm. out with my dog. So I was doing <laughs> demolition a few weeks ago, which was oh, wow. pretty yeah, pretty fun.
0: <laughs> cool yeah so you have so you have a lot of outside interest and you do get to pursue some of this that that's fantastic because that adds to the whole when you come back to the creative process to so you're i think you're richer uh you know you have more to offer in my opinion
1: oh absolutely and like it it's helpful for me to just be exposed to so many i mean like people who work construction and people who like to go to art museums that sort of thing usually attracts like different people so mm-hmm to have all those different people in my life is um, really cool. And it's, I don't know. I'm also pretty social. So I like talking and hearing about people's stories and stuff like that. So definitely invaluable
0: for sure. Uh, so you've, you've done, uh, you've done, you really have three records now completely like under your belt um, mm-hmm. and Living Alone was just released uh, like a month, a couple months ago. Um, what would you, for you, you know, your young artist? Um, independent. For what? What would you consider success in the music business? For your, just for yourself? When um, you feel like, like you're done, you've you've, <laughs> I'm it. You've arrived. Maybe yeah, you feel I'm, that here, way. I'm here. I'm <laughs> um, here.
1: I think that like success for me is an ever evolving definition, and it's it's wonderful to be in it in a place in my life where I get to define that for mm-hmm. myself. Of course. Um, So it's changing all the time. But today I would say that sustainability is success in my mind. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: probably like heaven or paradise would be just like having the freedom to collaborate and perform with the people that I want to perform with and collaborate with. Um,
0: That that brings up a good point, and, and you can maybe interject this here. Speaking of that, yeah. who would be, like, some of your heroes or influences or whatever? You just rattle off a couple, three, whatever.
1: Well, influences, I mean, I was, like, a huge Joni Mitchell fan in, mm-hmm. in high school. Like, Blue was literally the soundtrack to all of my bus rides to school. Um, I was like okay. listening to that record over and over again, um, but I would also, like, um, her guitar playing was really difficult for me to learn at the time, so I would just play, like, Weezer songs. Like, I have a lot of weird influences.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I don't... I mean, I'm really happy to have, like, shared the stage with, like, most of the people who I've been fortunate enough to, to support. Um, like, I, I, was, I was able to... Um, open for Aaron McKeown the last time I was in Pittsburgh um, and Chris Purica and uh, Melissa Ferrick, um, Sean Rao, all, like i already feel like I, I'm just like living the dream in so many ways that sometimes I'm like, <laughs> who are you? Um,
0: Good for you. But, yeah. I
1: don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't think there's anybody who I would be like, no, they're not like, I'm not into that. I, I would be. I'm I'm very um, I'm very much a music lover as much mm-hmm. as I'm a lover of making music. So, any I guess like any anyone like okay. I'm open to, I'm up for anything. I guess is a good a good way
0: to uh, yeah. Say it. I got gotcha. you. Um, so, what could people expect when they come to a Mary Lee Ruin show?
1: What can they expect?
0: What can they expect? Um, are, you, are you touring with a band or are you just a solo? I mean, I'm, I haven't seen you play live yet. I'm going to see you play live in a few days, oh, but I yeah. haven't seen you
1: Awesome. I, um, I, I will be playing solo. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: I try to play with a band as much as I can, but um, logistically it usually works out that I can only do that when I'm playing shows that in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're in store for a single lady with a guitar um, singing into a microphone and trying to make you laugh in between some, like, deep, (laughs) pneumatic songwriting. So it won't be, like, a total... I always get so nervous that my songs are too sad or whatever, Um, but I'm not... Sad, like I'm not a sad, sorry person. Like I really enjoy life and connecting with people. So I try to do that. With I try to just like create an intimate space where everyone can, uh, like be present and hopefully like not on their cell phones.
0: Um. <laughs> I gotcha. So what's coming up? What's um? So what's next? Is there anything you'd like to plug here before we wrap up?
1: Uh, I, I I would love if listeners were interested to uh, check out the EP. That's like what's, what's on my immediate horizon right now is just
0: mm-hmm.
1: hoping people check it out, listen to it, and enjoy listening to it. Um, but I'm also going to be touring. Uh, after After I play Pittsburgh, I'm going on to Chicago and Madison and Minneapolis, and then I'll be – Touring again in the spring. Um, I'm a really bad slugger of things, so <laughs> just, well, you do just a, like check it out. <laughs>
0: well, you do have a website. You put, people can keep uh, catch up with you at uh, Mary Lee Music. That's spelled L E I G H. Music dot com, and you can check out everything that the uh, Mary Lee Ruins got going on there. Um, it's a it's a very cool record and. Um, no, it is not depressing, just for the listeners out there. Um and you can as as you heard here, Mary Lee is a very upbeat person and we had some good laughs and everything throughout the whole thing here. So I, I'm not I don't think we're going nobody's gonna be opening any veins or anything anytime soon with this. So okay, cool. I don't think you have to worry about that. Um hang on a minute here, Mary Lee. Uh, it was really good talking to you. Hang on a minute, I need to take care of a little business and end the recording and then I'll we'll we'll uh we'll uh couple things after we're done here, okay? Just okay, hang with cool, me. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, thank you thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon in just one minute. All right, guys, you've been listening to uh, my talk here with Mary Lee Ruin. You can go to maryleemusic.com to catch up with her and find out everything she's got going on. I'm not sure when this interview is airing, but she will be in the Pittsburgh area. Um, she's on, uh, she plays everywhere, so please go to her website to check that out. Once again, thank our sponsors, Positively Pittsburgh Live, that is PPL Mag. Dot com uh, on Pittsburgh's first online uh, internet radio and TV network business directory, and don't forget to visit if you're if you're an artist or you're just looking to hear some cool music. Uh, check out MTS Management Group.com. Um, uh, Michael Stover and Company uh, do a lot to promote. Um, uh, their, their own artists uh, they're a uh, uh, music publicity house and management company so check them out at um, mtsmanagementgroup.com guys thank you so much you can catch up with uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus and all the interviews we're doing at ludinirockandrollcircus.com and we will catch you next time thanks so much for listening with Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere